Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 233 of the Ask the Coach show, where ping skills helps you improve your table tennis. It's Throwback Thursday, and we'll be looking at how to deal with backspin. We're also going to discuss the World Championships, and in the questions, we'll talk about returning short sidespin serves, returning a sidespin loop, and stopping the ball from hitting your fingers. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Uh, thank you, Jeffrey, and how are you this morning? Yes, I'm very well, thank you, and I see you've been practicing your spin catcher with some good results. Yeah, 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 wow. Like, um, I have to say, I was, I was really surprised at the progress on day two, so without any practice in between, five minutes the day before, five minutes yesterday, um, and the amount of progress, it's doing my head in, actually, um, so uh, it'll be really interesting to see today because I, it was such a big jump in um, in uh, skill level yesterday. Um, it'll be really interesting to to see what happens today. And how did you go with the table tap? Yeah, really, really well. My first, I think I missed the first one pretty quickly, but then straight away, I think I went for nearly a minute, and I just felt like I couldn't miss until I kind of lost concentration. It was um, it's quite amazing as well. Okay, yeah. and and, yep. and I see even a bit of a look away. Oh, yeah. Well, someone, I think Marcin told me that I needed to practice that because that's what uh, Marcus Freitas did in his video. So I started practicing that, uh, getting a bit carried away, I guess. But, uh, you know, once once you get that ball going, you can kind of can look away a little bit. Yep. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, the other thing that's interesting with me is the... So because of the progress, yesterday... I was just itching to go, get out and do another five minutes, but I knew that I wasn't allowed to. So I um, I just got out there and, you know, did my five minutes yesterday and all yesterday afternoon and evening, I'm thinking, oh, I want to just get better and better. It, um, and I'm sure that's the feeling that, you know, I used to have when um, you were improving your table tennis quickly and, you know, you just want to practice more and more. So, yeah, what about you, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that reminds me, when I first started playing table tennis, there was a competition every Friday night and when, during school, I just couldn't wait for Friday to come around so I could play exactly what, you, exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah, it's good to have, you know, that feeling, isn't it, and trying to learn something. Um, one thing, the spin catcher still, it looks incredibly difficult, Alloys. I mean, the ball comes up. And it comes down, it's like it's spinning against your rubber. How do you do that? Who knows? I've, I've got no idea. Um, so, you know, just, yeah, I'll see, I'll see what today brings. Before Brilliant. I start, uh, you know, it's, yeah. So yes. let's, let's see. And we're starting to see some videos of other people come in. So, yeah, good work, everyone. Um, pick one of the skills, start videoing it, send us your videos, use the hashtag power of practice. Um, we're loving to see people uh, try this out. All right, Alois, um, it is Throwback Thursday and we want to talk about dealing with backspin. What do we need to know? Yeah, so so back, firstly, let's have a look at um, what happens with backspin. So if the ball's got backspin on it and comes and hits your bat very quickly, so it's going to come down off your racket. So there's a couple of ways of dealing with backspin. So one is... 
uh, just with a push. So by pushing the ball, what you need to do then is you need to angle your racket right back so that now that diving off the bat occurs where it's going this way. So this was the way that the ball is going to come down off your bat with the backspin. So now by changing that angle, that's the way that the ball is going to go back when you push it, push the, um, the backspin ball back. So just altering the angle of your racket is, is vital there if you're pushing it. But if you want to topspin it, and especially if the ball's long, you, you probably want to topspin, then there's a couple of things we need to consider. Firstly, it's the angle of the racket um, coming up. So the more backspin that there is on the ball, the more vertical you can have your stroke to lift that ball up rather than it diving down. So you're really trying to uh, get the get the rubber to grip the ball and lift it and spin it up. So that's that's the key there. The other the other important factor is how fast your bat is moving. So if you move the ball the the, the bat slowly, you're going to not get enough lift on the ball. So even if you're coming straight up that way. So what you need to do is you need to brush the ball faster. Now, the faster you brush the ball, the more over the ball you can actually um, have your racket. So if you brush it really, really, really fast, even if it's got a lot of backspin, you can still lift it because the, the friction is going to lift the ball over the net. So, um, yeah, so just altering the angle is the first thing the angle of your stroke and the angle of your racket. And the second thing is the speed of your racket makes a difference as to um, uh, how you can deal with that backspin. So it's, it's really interesting part of the game and, uh, and, you know, and trying to, trying to find um, uh, the, the solution, I suppose, for, for lifting that backspin ball over the net. Yeah, it certainly is. I remember, uh, when I was learning, Alice, it took me a long time to be able to make a top spin off a backspin consistently. And I think part of the problem is, yeah, you need to move your bat quickly, um, but that takes a lot of confidence. So it, it, it is difficult to learn. Yeah, that's right. So I've um, got the, the old spin wheel here. Um, so, again, if that ball's got backspin, you really need to brush it up faster. So the faster you brush it up, the more... Um, more spin you're going to get and the more grip you're going to get and the and it's going to lift that ball up and over the net. So really, if you only brush it slowly, then that backspin is still going to make the ball dive onto the table. So really lift it fast. Whoa, lost the spin wheel. <laughs> Excellent. And just one other thing, going back to the pushing. So changing your angle, angling the bat back to counter the spin is good. Do you find it's helpful to generate some of your own backspin or does that just complicate the stroke? Yeah, no, yeah, you can you can generate some backspin of your own. So if the ball is coming in spinning this way, yep, like that coming at the at the at the bat, um if you can reverse that spin, so it's coming in spinning this way, if you can reverse that spin by brushing it um fast that way as well that will also help yeah yeah i was just having a hit with my son with some backspin and i told him to angle the bat back and i noticed when he started giving it a bit more of backspin himself he seemed to be having better results mm -hmm. just, it's not, yeah, just something i noticed yep 
Yeah, could, could In- very well be that. Interesting. All right, good one. Now let's move on to yesterday's ping skillers question of the day, Alloys, which is can Timo Bowl win another open event? Were people optimistic about this? Uh, Thad said that's uh, not impossible, but I would say his age is against him. Hmm. And Howard, desire might be there, but the legs just don't move as they used to. Yeah, um, I think Timo Bowl is fighting an uphill battle uh, to win another open event. I guess if he turned up at uh, the Australian Open, he might be a good chance, though, Alois. Maybe we should uh, start a uh, request to get him uh, down at the Australian Open. Absolutely. Yes, I think I think um, that would be that would be good for him. So Matt said, uh, yes, his style isn't as physically demanding as some of the other top players, so he can stick around a bit longer, like Samsonov. Mm, yeah, I think I think he does rely on his legs a lot, though, uh, Matt. Um, and yeah, and his and his forehand. I suppose he's quite efficient with his um, with his movements with um, with the strokes, though. So yeah, that, you might have a point there. So yeah, and and interesting. Interestingly, at the um, World Championships, uh, so moving on, Germany has crashed out and um, I see the report that Bowles is going home. Um, so he has been sick there. So, you know, maybe that accounts for a lot of his um, form slump as well. So, um, yeah, so probably the sickness hasn't helped at all um, in Malaysia there. Yeah, certainly wouldn't certainly wouldn't have helped. But uh, yeah, what a disappointing tournament for Germany. First with Ovtarov going out, then Bol being sick. Um, but there are some a lot of good stories. Alloys England uh, looking really promising. I don't think they were even in the top group last time, but this time, uh, great results. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so they're uh, they're in the top group, and that was a really interesting group too. Uh, group B. So, yeah, Germany was the top seeds and the number two seeds for the tournament and have crashed out. So they're not in the top 12 now. Um, The three teams to go through in that group. So France ended up winning the group, um, uh, winning all of their matches. Um, Sweden ended up second, even though they lost to Germany in the last match. So Germany sort of came back a bit, um, beat Sweden, but Sweden ended up second. And England taking third spot um, in the group, so they uh, they lost to Sweden and France only, beating Germany. Um, yeah, so in that uh, in the Germany Sweden match, um, you know the young guys stepped up. So Bold didn't play. There's no um, Ovcharov. Um, uh, Stiger winning two singles, beat Jan Persson first match, and then Christian Carlsen in the in the decider. Um, uh, Steger won three two against Carlson and uh, Ruin Phyllis uh, jumping in there for one for one win as well against Jan Persson. So um, so yeah, Germany. I mean, uh, not uh, not terrible, um, but yes, missing out on the top twelve, which will really disappoint them. But in the um, in the women's, um, Germany had uh, had good success. They beat. Um, Japan. So uh, they, wow. uh, yeah, in the group stage um, to take, uh, so they, they still didn't end up on top of the group. Um, Germany beating Japan 3 2. So Japan, the number two seeds, still go through as the number one group in their, uh, n- number one 
team in their group uh, despite the loss to Germany in the women's. There you go. Well, now it gets really interesting, Alois. Um, the top 12 have been decided. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the draw's out for the top 12. Um, so the, the, the teams that finish top of their group go straight through into the quarterfinals. The teams that finish second and third in the group play in the last 16 matches. So China in the men's uh, team uh, look like facing up against a Korea Republic in the semifinal. Um, although Korea Republic plays the winner of Portugal and DPR Korea. So, um, yes, um, the, Portugal, I suppose, is the other interesting story of uh, the World Championships and the men's division. So um, they lost to Poland 3-1, and um, in that, Freitas lost both of his matches. So um, uh, in the match yesterday against Japan, Freitas played as a number three player, but they went down to Japan as well. So um, Portugal struggling. They were one of my tips for, you know, to do really well at this championship. Um, still not too late, I guess, but they face up against DPR Korea. Um, so I wonder if there's something wrong with Freitas or is this a tactical manoeuvre to put him down to number three? Well, I, th- I think I think his form in the previous day, mate, because he lost two uh, matches against Poland. Um, yeah, they've put him down to three. Could be sickness again. It, it just sounds like there may be a little bit of sickness around at the tournament. Um, mm. So, so yeah, that, it's always interesting the backstory to to some of these. Um, in the men's though, in the in the bottom half, um, France, the big surprise packets winning that group, um, go into the number two seed position. Um, but they will face up, oh, actually, number three or four, a three position. So they'll face up against Japan in the semi-final uh, potentially. But um, France will face up in the quarterfinal against the winner of England and Poland. So, you know, England and Poland both having um, exceptional tournaments and uh, they face up off against each other um, today at one o'clock uh, at Malaysian local time. So... Um, let's see. Yeah, lots of interesting matches coming up um, on the men's side, on the women's side as well. China, again, top seeds look like facing up against Hong Kong in the semifinal and Singapore um, to face up against Japan in their semifinal um, if all things go their way. So, um, yeah, so a very big day uh, today at the World uh, Teams Championships. All the, uh, the last 16, the round of 16 matches on um, today and then um, also the quarterfinals in the women's and um, will be on later today quarters of the men's tomorrow so yeah interesting interesting results um, interesting tournament as as always you know like get on there get on to ITTV watch some of it you know watch the best players in the world face off against each other for the world championship title absolutely and that moves us on to today's Ping Skillers question of the day, which is name the semi-finalists in the men's team's event at the World Championships. So you heard Alois talk about the draw. Now jump onto our Facebook page or onto our blog at pingskills.com and let us know who you think is going to make the semi-finals of the men's event. All right. Now it is the 3rd of March here already in Australia. What happened on this day in history, Alice? Ah, yes. It was the birth of... I like birthdays for some reason. I do like birthdays for on this day. Um, birthday of Alexander 
Graham Bell. Bell, the inventor of the telephone. Correct. Well done. Yes, uh, credited with inventing the first practical telephone. Um, but, however, he, he was a scientist and, and he sort of um, regarded the invention of the telephone as a bit of an uh, interruption to, to, his, to his real work as a scientist. So, so there you go. Just, just something he did on the side, invented the telephone. Well done, Bell. All right. Good. Now we're going to move into the questions. And uh, someone has jumped on using the Google Q&A app and asked a question live on the show. Anyone can do this. Just go to the pingskills.com website, scroll to the bottom and click on our Google Plus link. And there you'll see our latest show where you can hit the Q&A button and ask away. And Yijan has said, hi, pingskills. I can't return a backhand with my backhand. I think it's because I have very uncontrollable rubbers. Do you have any tips? Yeah, so um, so he sort of corrected it later. He said he can't return topspin with his backhand. Um, um, yeah, so the the key the key is I think what you've talked about there is the rubber perhaps is a little bit too fast for you. And we always talk about this. Um, so it's really important to get a rubber that suits your um, development level. So if the rubber's too fast, what happens is that it's bouncing out of your rubber too quickly, and then it's hard to control the ball that's, that's coming, especially if there's a lot of topspin on the ball or if there's some topspin, the ball will really kick up out of your bat quickly. If So if you do have a, a really fast rubber, that's our first tip, get a slower rubber. But the second thing is that if, if it is too fast, what you really need to do is, is soften your hand. So keep this nice and relaxed and come right over the top of the ball. So when they play with topspin at you, the ball is going to hit your bat and go up. So you need to cover, cover the ball, come over the top of the ball. And if it's really fast rubber, you might need to come over the ball even more um, to keep that ball on the table, Eugene. Yeah, so I'll put a link in the show notes to our video on how to choose a table tennis bat because it, it does go into detail about the different bats that are applicable along your journey of improvement. So a slower bat for a beginner, but you still need one that can get spin and then you can move up to slightly faster ones and then, you know, as fast as you like once you are really, really, really good. Um, yep, so I'll put a link, have a look at that. And I guess the other thing, Alois, is just working on your consistency. That's that's a big thing that you always talk about, improving your consistency. Yeah, and consistency uh, develops control. So um, the more times you, you can feel that ball going onto the table, um, you're starting to adjust uh, the angles for, for little variations. So, yeah, so um, that consistency will lead to, yeah, to, to better control. Great. Uh, next up is a question from Spam20 who just jumped on. Thank you. He says, I don't know why but I have a big problem with the backhand flick. I'm trying to do it right, but I always hit it wrong so it goes into the net when it has backspin. What should I watch out for the most when I do a flick? Yeah, so if the ball does have backspin, and and depends on how much backspin is on the ball, um, you need to um, open the angle of your racket a bit more or you need to brush the ball and really lift it up um, a little bit more. I think the the thing is, though, that if there is a heavy backspin on it, you know, 
don't forget about the option of pushing the return back. Um, that, that's, that can be a good option too. If you can push that ball short back, um, then that's going to be an effective stroke. And the other stroke that, that um, is a more advanced stroke is the side spin backhand flick. So where you're coming around the side of the ball. Um, the theory behind that is that because um, the ball is spinning heavily in this direction, um, by hitting the side of the ball, um, the side of the ball isn't spinning as fast. So this part, this part here is spinning around quickly. This part isn't spinning as fast there. So, um, so by hitting that side of the ball, um, the effect of the backspin isn't as high. So yeah, so give give a couple of those things a try. Don't forget about pushing. I, I like I like the push. You know, I think it's underestimated. Um, but also try the the side spin flick if you want to get adventurous. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, Alois. Against backspin, the flick is really difficult. So, yeah, the push is a great option. And, you know, maybe you should use that most of the time. But like you said, yeah, the, the backhand side spin flick. Another thing I like about that is just the amount of speed you can get on the bat because of the way uh, the players are using their wrist. But, again, it, it is a very advanced stroke and it takes a lot of practice. So, um, yeah, good question, Spam20. All right, next up is a question from Leonardo who says, how can I stop the ball from hitting my fingers when I play? It doesn't happen often, but when it does, I often lose the point. Yeah, you could get rid of your finger, I suppose. That's an option. No, don't do that. Um, um, Yeah, so so people sometimes talk about, well, if I put my finger down here, no, I don't think so either. Um, Yeah, you just don't get as much control. The, the most important thing with this is watching the ball carefully. Um, you'll be surprised at how, uh, how much more accurate you'll get uh, by really tracking the ball uh, during the rally. By doing that, um, you're going to get the ball to hit your racket more often. Um, the other thing that might be an issue is if you have your finger up uh, a little bit high on the racket. If you've got your finger up there, then you're closer to the hitting zone as well. So perhaps just check on that. Check that your finger is staying nice and low during the rally. But yeah, and and just track the ball well, and you'll get more accurate um, with where the ball is hitting on your racket as well. Excellent. Good question, Leonardo. Next up, Hi says, I have a problem when returning short spin serve especially on my forehand usually when i return the ball goes everywhere out of the ping pong table how can i practice to return short spin serves for my forehand and backhand yeah hi so um that forehand uh push in general is a is a quite a difficult stroke isn't it so the couple of the things are get your get your wrist nice and relaxed so especially if there's backspin on the ball um, and you need to angle your bat. If you haven't got a relaxed wrist, that becomes really difficult to to get uh, that bat short or, or the angle right when on that short ball. So really relax the fingers here. Still keep contact, but relax the fingers so that then you can utilize your wrist much better. If this is tight, then it's hard to to use your wrist. So relax the wrist, um, relax the fingers here especially. Um, to be able to get that angle. The second thing is then to be able to read uh, the type of side spin that's on the ball. So you need to watch the contact um, of your opponent's serve and then 
adjust the angle accordingly. So there's a lot of side spin that's, that's taking the ball out this way. You need to angle the bat the other way. And that's, that's the awkward one, I suppose. And that's where you need to uh, relax the fingers so you get that angle. Um, if it's spinning out the other way, then you can cover the, the, the angle by coming around that side of the ball. So, um, yeah, a couple of things there. So relaxed grip. Um, and the other one is to get really close to the contact. So, so as I get your nose as close as you can to the ball um, and you'll uh, get a bit better feel and contact. If it's out there and you're trying to control it, um, it's a little bit harder to control that spin as well. So, Yeah, excellent advice there, Alois. And we do have a whole course for our premium members on receiving secrets. It goes through everything Alois talked about and more. So if you're interested in improving your return of serve, think about the Ping Skills Premium Membership. Find out more at pingskills.com. All right, next up is a question from Rex who says, I play against a player who loves to do the side spin forehand slam and I can't return them. Any help is appreciated. Yeah, so another side spin question here. So if um, if the person's playing with that with the side spin forehand top spin, um, it can be an awkward stroke. So we talked a little bit about this um, the other day about you know trying to do the side spin forehand top spin, but to try and counter that side spin top spin can also be awkward. One way is if so, if if you're two right-handers and you're both spinning the ball with side spin this way, just coming around the outside again can uh, negate that uh, the spin that's on the ball. So that's one way. Uh, the other way is if you're if you're up and close and blocking. So with the side spin, the ball is going to go out that way. So what you need to do is you need to push that ball more out to the right-hand side. So a right-hander doing the side spin, the ball's coming into you and, and around this way. You need to then cover that ball this way and um, hit the ball out to your right. So almost aim over to the side barrier um, with your with your block on that side yeah. spin. Another thing with that block that I find awkward is because there's, if they are playing a sort of a topspin-looking stroke, I expect there to be more topspin, but when they come around the side, there's a little bit less topspin. So sometimes you have to open the angle of your bat to expect less topspin and then adjust for the angle. So because you're not used to playing against that type of stroke, it can be awkward. Yeah, that's right. So if you, yeah, if you um, just angle it that way, often, yes, the ball will go down because you're expecting, expecting more topspin. So yeah, you might need to just angle that bat back slightly to a, to allow for that. You know, it's a, as you said, you don't get a chance to play against it often. Um, so just making those adjustments can be a little bit more difficult. And it's, you know, if again, if you went out there and practiced it for five minutes every day, maybe you'd get better. I think you would. Excellent. Well, that wraps up show 233. You heard Alois talk about the power of practice. Get out on the table, practice your table tennis and get involved in our Power of Practice competition for your chance to win three premium memberships. Remember, there's a yearly, quarterly, and a monthly on offer. You have to pick some questions, either the spin catcher or hitting the ball against the side of the table. Send us your videos with the hashtag Power of Practice, uh, five minutes a day for the month of March. Love to see your videos. 
And we have one more question. Thanks for jumping on just in time. Um, the question is, are there any tips on how to use your surf to set up for kill shots? I have a hard time doing that. Yeah. So, um, so this is, this is a really important part of the game, um, as well. So, um, this, we talk about um, third ball attack. So that, that's what third ball attack is. So using your service to um, to get a, a weaker response so that you can play an attacking stroke on the next ball. So how do you do that? So the first thing is um, you need to develop um, spin on your serves. By developing spin, it's going to make it a little bit harder for your opponent to return the ball exactly the way they want to. Then once you've developed spin, you, you then need to think about some variation of spin. So um, one, one simple way is to do a heavy backspin and a less backspin served. So when you do the heavy backspin, uh, they're going to adjust the angle of your bat that we talked about earlier um, and you know, to have the bat back like that so that they're adjusting for the backspin. But then if you give them a no spin serve and they do that, the ball is then going to go up high and make it easier for you to come in and make the, the kill shot on the next ball. So um, so that's one way. I mean, other other ways you can think about it just with, with something like the pendulum, so varying between backspin and sidespin and a little bit of topspin even. And then if you get the topspin and they don't read that one, they're going to pop the ball up higher as well. So um, we've got um, video um, on um, how to improve your third ball. Um, so we'll put a link up uh, to that as well. But, yeah, it's, a, it's an important part of the game. But developing your serve is the real key. Um, developing spin, developing variation and deception with your serve is how you're going to get um, those third ball opportunities. Great. Got it. Good advice. So, yeah, um, get out there, practice your serve, practice getting lots of spin on your serve. And the keys there are a fast contact and a fast brushing contact. And once you can develop lots of spin uh, or generate lots of spin on your serve, then think about a variation of the speed, spin, and placement of your serve. That's all going to make it harder for your opponent. Great question. All right, Alois, thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your spin catcher pr- uh, training today. We look forward to seeing an update. I'm heading straight off now. I've got to do my five minutes. Excellent. All right. Thanks, everyone. And we will catch you tomorrow. Bye.